Hey, what's up? Welcome to the 13th episode of Movie Dumpster. We're talking about House of the Dead from 2003, directed by Uva Bull. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Fuck you, Uva Bull McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. No, I don't think so. Excuse me? I said forget it. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. That means stop talking. Stop walking. Why? 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 They always ask why. You know what they call this island? Isla del Morte. Morte? That's Spanish for death. In case you don't speak Mexican. So, do we want to do a quick talk about Uva Bowl before we dive into this fucking unmitigated disaster? Because I feel like people need to know who he is. Uh, yes. Let's let's uh, brief the people on his um... filmography, if you want to call it. He's a... Uva Bowl is the worst director of all time. That's my bold statement. No, he's not the worst director of all time. He's just not. He is the most consistently bad director of all time. Well, I think through his intentions, it makes him the worst. Because I think, like, Ed Wood is kind of lovably looked upon, and Tommy Wiseau is now accepted as this wacko celebrity who will show up and do seemingly anything, even if he might be a vampire. Well, well, Uwe Boll also, like, continuously will stand there and say that his movies are amazing, and you're a fool if you say otherwise. He he has gone on record to call uh, Michael Bay a quote-unquote, a fucking weetod. Um, he loves to use that word, by the way. And I would sit through Michael Bay's entire career of film before I ever sat through, like, Blood Rain. Yeah, I mean, like, Uwe said that, and then, like, later on was like, oh, you know, I was joking around, but, like, he's always had this, like, attitude about himself, like, in interviews and documentaries. He's he's way up his own ass. And he pulls stunts, like, challenging film critics to boxing matches, but then, like, kind of withholds the information that he's a trained boxer. So so he gets critics in the ring, and they're like, they're like ah, I can take this old man. And then he lays a whooping on him. They're like, what the fuck happened? I mean, he looks pretty built, honestly. He is. He's fucking, he looks like a strong guy. I wouldn't want to fight him. I challenge you to the boxing match. I don't know how to box. You're crazy. Ah, don't make fun of my movies. They're very important. I'm going to punch you in your fucking face now. Here we go. Uwe Boll has long since retired, uh, and it was after three failed Kickstarter attempts. Uh, one was through Kickstarter, one was through Indiegogo, and two were through Kickstarter. And the movies I think were Postal Two and Rampage Three, because he has his own movies called Rampage. Yeah, have you have you seen the trailers for these Rampage movies? I don't know. I just have a little aside here. They look fucking crazy. Well, Postal and Rampage are supposed to be his most like his most ambitious work because. There's like the general consensus is he's trying to say something. He just sucks at saying anything. Uh, as as we'll find out through uh, House of the Dead. Yeah, I I watched the trailer. I don't know if it was the one from the Kickstarter to Connor or if it was one for the original uh, Rampage film that he did. But it's literally a guy in full like uh, Army of Two body armor going around. He's like he's like the rich need to pay. The government has failed us. We need to kill them. And he's, like, walking around with, like, two fucking machine guns in his hands just blowing our way at office workers. Oh, my God! Yeah, and, like, in Postal, he attacks the government, he attacks Hollywood, he attacks, like, movie rules and stereotypes, but he does it in the most, like, unsubtle and fumbly way. Postal opens with a 9-11 joke. Not even a subtle 9-11 joke. Like, a four-minute-long 9-11 joke. Uh, isn't... 
wasn't that a video game too? Postal was a video game that came out in the early late '90s that got notoriety. It's not even that good of a game. It's a top-down shooter, but it's it's this, just a game where you go around, you shoot up the entire neighborhood. Um, and it was banned in like 26 countries, and that's what they used to advertise the game. Postal 2 is kind of funny, but kind of stupid. Like, you can throw a cow head at people and pee on them. You can, like, throw anthrax bombs at people. You can cuss at people. All the villains are, like, Al-Qaeda and book extremists and video game censors. And then there's House of the Dead. Uh, (laughs) Dude, uh... These are uh, these are some of my favorite light gun games. Um, just being like a big fan of horror and stuff like that. I mean, I grew up on House of the Dead. Yeah, me too. I I put an insane amount of quarters into the uh, the House of the Dead machine at Ocean County College in New Jersey. Uh, or even on the boardwalk. I remember when they got the House of the Dead three fucking arcade. Uh, you know, where you sit down in the in the. It's like a like a little booth. Yeah, it's like a little booth. You like sit inside it, and there's like fucking machine gun in there. And my friend had it for my friend had it for uh, House of the Dead two for Dream cast and we played that game to death and we always laugh at the dialogue because it's horrendous yeah well you're not there for the dialogue you know what i mean <laughs> no 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 suffer like g did reload reload uh, honestly i was waiting for that sound effect to creep its way into the movie i mean it nearly did so uh, before we wrap up Ooh, boy i want to say his uh he posted a video of talking about his three failed kickstarter campaigns and he well, he retires classily. No, he doesn't. He he ends with a tirade of fuck yous and name calling, and he calls out Hollywood, and he says, "Oh, you want to spend six thousand dollars in the next Marvel Avengers bullshit? Well, fuck you. I have enough money to play golf until I'm dead." And that's where he ended it. And we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him since. Yeah, I mean, good for him, man. Like, he made a bunch of bad films that got a lot of people on the internet mad. And he fucking laughed all the way to the bank. Yeah. Well, it should be noted that all of his movies were profitable because of some german tax loophole so like i said he's a snake oil salesman no for sure like if he tried to pull that shit in the states like it would have never worked but, uh... no he would have got away with one and that would have been it but let's let's be honest joe they made six resident evil movies in the u.s that's my point i think uve bull could have made some of these movies in the u.s that's all i'm saying that's well fuck you fuck paul anderson fuck the resident evil movies because those are fucking garbage too and whoever pays for a fucking resident evil movie go fuck yourself okay (laughs) joe's very passionate about this subject i'm just gonna throw that right out there fuck you because i love resident evil and it's like these aren't these aren't good movies and they're not good resident evil movies so fuck you. No, they get by by just lifting scenes and concepts from the game's wholesale and then just putting their own silly twist on them. This is something we can revisit at a later time. I know. It's just it's just aggravating. Because you want to know why? Like, this movie could have been good, but it's not. House of the Dead? It, I, uh, no. Yes, it... What? What are you talking about? I don't think... Well, I don't think... If you're adapting this in the game, I don't think there's enough material to adapt into a film. There's plenty. Oh, are, are you... You're saying if... Somebody else basically took that house that a concept and did it differently. You're not saying that this actual movie could have been good. I'm saying that if Paul Anderson did a House of the Dead series, I would enjoy them. I'm not even talking about Paul Anderson. I'm just saying in general, like, yeah, maybe somebody could have done something good with this movie. I'm saying, like, instead of Paul picking up the art, the Resident Evil series, like, if he picked up the House of the Dead series, I would actually kind of like those movies. I'd be like, oh, there's no plot. Who gives a fuck? But they're entertaining to watch. This, on the other hand, is not entertaining to watch. It's a fucking, it's it's a chore to watch. Yeah, this movie, let's just dive into it. Yeah, here we go. Are we diving into it like Simon? <laughs> oh, uh. I'm going to put it out there right now. Um, I don't remember most of these people's names. Um, I'm not sure if they're secret agents or... 
ex-Marines or just... <laughs> I understand that context. Or just party-goers or, or what, but... that that That's the biggest similarity it, it uh, has with Venom. You know, you, don't, you see these characters, they're annoying, and then you forget about them. This is Venom if everybody knew how to use a gun. Yeah, a, a very effectively. Uh, yeah, they're doing karate and guns and these people are here for a fucking rave what are we talking about here who the fuck said this was okay this movie opens with two white guys who look exactly the same who have different names but throughout the film you can't really tell them apart i believe it's simon and greg simon and garfunkel sure and it opens with like the worst narration i think i've ever heard well see this is the part where i was like okay that kind of sounds like the game but that's not a good thing no (laughs) It made me think of, like, the opening of an episode of Burn Notice. It's like Michael giving the fucking explanation of what they're going to be doing this episode. Yeah, we're getting narration from someone we don't know about, people we don't know about, things we don't care about. And he's trying to tell us uh, as if it's... He's doing it all morose and dramatic. He's like, uh, if they hadn't gotten that boat and snow, my friends would still be alive. <laughs> but this guy's supposed to be a geneticist. Is he? You, you don't... You have, you have to read the Wikipedia, okay? Because he's not in this movie. <laughs> I had I had no idea. I thought he was just a guy. I'm going to say just say this real quick. Curian is we find out at the very end of the movie that his last name is Curian and his name is Rudy Curian, all right? Curian, his name is Roy Curian and he is the bad guy from the first house of the dead who basically creates these zombies and these monsters. It, it, and they drop that name because they reference G2 and they reference both those names and they, they do it as if you're supposed to stand up and go, that's that guy and throw your hat to the ground and act all shocked. And G and Rogan are actually in this movie at the end. Yeah, again, names you're supposed to jump up and go, oh my God, it's those people. But there's no characters in the House of the Dead games except for side characters you run across. The people you play as don't have backgrounds, they don't have traits, they don't. there's no development, you just point and shoot. No, they're agents and they're trying to solve a mystery or something. And, you know, there's civilians you save, There's and that's pretty much it. You just make it... Yeah, civilians who thrust themselves into the line of fire frequently, just like Virtua Cop. Right, and Curian throws big monsters at you, and that's it. But here, here, he's a, he's a, he's a raver who uh, knows how to use a weapon and is apparently a geneticist. I guess? It's not even the same guy. Yeah, I don't understand the name change. The movie opens with this, with this voiceover, like you said, and it has, like, them at this fucking rave. Well, the movie opens with these people getting on a boat to go to the rave that we're being told about that pe- other people are at. So we spend a gratuitous amount of time with these four to five nobodies. There's... Simon, Greg, Alicia, who is just, who is dressed in a certain way only to be what I describe as booberific. You're telling me, Jesus. And then I think the other girl's name was Karma and then Cindy? Cynthia? Uh, Cynthia. But, uh, Greg calls her Sin the entire time. Yeah, Cynthia is a, is an empty-headed, um, uh, dumb blonde stereotype who just giggles and throws her legs in the air all the time. And then they, they... They miss their boat to the rave, so then they run into Clint Howard and the captain from Dust Boots. Let me tell you something about this scene. Clint Howard's the best because he looks like the fucking Gorton's fisherman with, like, a fucking hook hand. Yeah, he's full-on, like, mariner, yellow fucking fishing attire. He's just like, hi, how you doing? Uh, You want to get on the boat? Come on, I'm going to introduce you to the captain. Are you sure you want to go, Sonny? What do you got, corn cobs in your ears? I asked you a question. Hey, 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 why, 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 why do you want to go to this island? (laughs) 
Well, and then and then they they pull out this fucking postcard of the guy because I guess they got an invitation to this rave, and it looks like the fucking postcard out of Frisky Dingo that says "Welcome to <laughs> Doom." Welcome to you are Doom. Why is Doom in quotes? Is it implied? It's a, is it an ironic Doom? Yeah, it's this really bad postcard that just says gathering. And they're just like, we gotta make it to this fucking thing. We gotta get to this rave. It's the hottest thing in town. But normally, I don't think raves are held on... Uh, uh, Desolate uh, islands? Well, clearly, the, the only people that made it to this rave were the dumbest of the dumb, because there's about 30 people there, and that's not a rave I've ever seen. These, peop- these people are so pissed that they missed the boat. They're like, oh, man, I missed the boat. They, they're... There's a few character traits spun between them, but for the life of me, I can't remember what they are. I think one of them's rich. Or, I guess. Yeah, well, clearly Simon's rich, because the second that they can't get on the boat, he starts breaking out daddy's money. Okay, so the captain, Captain Kirk, hardy hardy fucking har. That's his actual fucking name, everybody. Jürgen, Jürgen Prochnow, and it's like, dude, this is Sutter Kane himself. What the fuck are you doing in a Yuva Bowl movie? Yep. And, and he walks up. And Greg goes, huh, what's with the U-boat, Captain? Oh my god, I missed that joke. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, that's really funny. Also, you made fun of Das Boot. How dare you? That's my dad's That's my dad's favorite movie. <laughs> well, before they leave, like, they're kind of haggling with this guy. It cuts to the rave where you see, like, these 30 people uh, fucking dancing around. There's this huge, there's a, not huge, there's a stage. There's, like, a person up there DJing, and there's just, like, this character that you later find out named Liberty. I just like with her tits hanging out and there's this huge fucking sega banner over everything yes a sega banner it's so egregious like (laughs) i i can't believe sega signed off on this they were like yeah sure we'll we'll let you make the movie i think sega's seen enough hard times where someone's like we want to make a movie based on one of your properties and they're like hot dog this is it yeah who's going to the rate look boobs and then there's the sega sign right behind it you can't miss it well to make it even worse they immediately get cut to these two characters of this girl and this guy matt and she's like on the phone with her boyfriend or something and she's like oh oh the connection's going bad oh i'm sorry babe i'll see you later you mean they slam cut to the opening of jaws oh straight up because that's exactly what this scene was it was lit it was copied wholesale this reminds Reminds me of Anthropophagus right in the middle. <laughs> oh my god. It's the same thing. Like they're on the beach. It's a dude on the beach with this girl, and he's like, I'm not going in the water, it's too cold. And she's like, Alright, fuck you, I'm going in. And then he has one beer and passes out. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? There's a lot of people drinking one or two beers and being incredibly drunk in this movie, and a lot of just random uh nudity. For no reason. There's nudity that doesn't make any sense. Like when Clint Howard goes below deck to like get something, there's Cynthia. Just topless. We don't know what she's doing. We don't know why she's down there. Oh, there's there's a reason for that. There's totally a reason for that. So then you got fucking Kirk and Spock, and they're just like, yeah, well, no, we're not going to go to that island. It's where the fucking dinosaurs are. We have no interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is the same name. It's exactly. Well, it was it. They call it, it was it the uh, the twin deaths in the Lost World or something like that? Uh, De Cinco Muertes. Which is the five deaths. Yeah, this is the Isla del Morte, which is the, just the island of death. And that's where you basically have the scene where uh, Simon's just kind of like, no, we're going to this fucking rave. And he starts breaking out the money. And he's like, how much? He's like, what about 300? And Kirk's just like, eh, make it six. <laughs> and he's like, that's crazy. All right, here's a G. And I'm like, you're giving this motherfucker $1,000 to drive you to some shitty rave on a shitty island. And he already said he'd do it for 600 Why are you throwing this guy another 400 bones? Well, cause it's because Uva Bull doesn't know how to write anything. Because he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't understand how people communicate or talk. Then this this cop starts co- coming up to the dock and is like, hey, uh, 
hey, Kirk, uh, we need to do a, uh, an, an inspection. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> she's like running up with her partner or whatever. We're not really running, but she's like just coming up on them. And uh, Simon, you know, being this brave dude for this, for this part for some reason, just like, well, how much money would I have to give you to get us out of here? And he's like, oh, is it uh, is it Ben Franklin talking or alexander hamilton and he hands him like two hundred dollars and he's like okay and he pulls away and i'm sitting there thinking like it only co- it cost you an extra couple hundred bucks to create a federal crime okay <laughs> <laughs> not only that but like okay so again you're paying like twelve hundred dollars for this asshole to take you across the lake or the the channel to this fucking shitty rave what is the big deal with this thing so yeah they they commit a federal crime and then speed off towards this island i guess casper is aware that this fucking captain kirk is a smuggler of some sort casper by the way fuck yes officer casper officer casper of the other macgyvers whatever the fuck that means there's a scene that joe you started talking about Cynthia basically like just sit in the bottom of the of the boat and and Clint Howard walks in because Greg gets seasick and fucking barfs all over the place. Oh my god, that's right. He fucking mouth beams on this chick's chest. <laughs> And she's got to go clean it in the sink. That's why her tits are out. While he's barfing, the other the other unassuming white dude is like, "Oh man, you're sick. Have a beer." Yeah, he's like, "Come on, man. This will make you feel better." The beginning of what will be a endless string of toilet humor that never gets off the ground. No. Oh my god. And like literal toilet humor. Clint Howard has like kind of made the point to both the captain and now t- uh, to Cynthia, who he like walks in while she's changing, that he doesn't want to go to this island. Bad juju there. He basically hands her a cross and is like, use this for protection, which, you know, wouldn't have done Jack, but I you know, clearly he knows something's fucked up at this I place. I forgot he did that because it fucking never pans out. Yeah, but she goes, she goes, we already have condoms. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Nope. Uh, so they get to this island um, and uh, the rave site is deserted. Everything's smashed up and no one reacts to the Well, except the one character Alicia does. She's the only one asking questions. It looks like Rawhead Rex fucking ran through there. <laughs> it looks like the fucking trailer park afterwards. These guys are like, oh, man, oh, I can't wait to get me some beer. Ah, I hope they got some mixers because I can't drink Bud Light all night. <laughs> yeah, no one no one is asking where the other ravers are, where their friends are. What happened to the people who are supposedly at this event? They just settle in. There was only 13 people there anyway. Can we talk can we can we talk about the transitions cuz every fucking transition from front to back is footage from the game? I think I read there's like 90 some odd shots of video game footage in this movie. I believe it. That is a staggering amount. I think it's like 36 is used in the first like I think what 10 15 minutes alone. But like why? Like do we not know do we not know that we bought a ticket to House of the Dead? Why the fuck? Do I need to see the game footage? And it just shoots back and forth between one, two, and three. You see footage from one, then it's three, then it's one again, then it's two, and then it's three. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just there because. Yeah, it just made me think of like old '90s, you know, early those 2000 like TV sitcoms that would have like those wacky transitions in between each scene because they didn't know how to end it. They're in there because Uva Bowl was making a video game movie, and this is how he basically looks at the medium yeah pro tip don't use actual game footage in your movie especially a game like house of the dead which at this point in 2003 was almost a decade old if this asshole was going to make this movie how come there is no pov 
anything. Yeah, at the very least, Doom did that, and that's probably the most interesting thing about the movie. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that actually kind of would have upped it a little bit. No, instead you get this weird shit where, like, the camera pans around the character as they fire a gun. Whoa. <laughs> Bull had just seen The Matrix finally. He's like, this is so fascinating. I would steal it. I'm going to do it for the... For, I'm going to do it for a 15-minute straight. Let's see what they think. So, uh, then they all split up for whatever reason, and then Greg and Cynthia, like, go into this tent, and he's like, oh, come on, babe. It's time for Humpity Bumpity. Oh, my. Yes, he did say that. Well, that was right after, also, it started to rain, and he goes, oh, we better get inside. I don't want to get wet, and she's like, too late. Oh, my Christ. Why? <laughs> it's so funny, and I'm fucking, you know, we're laughing. We're slapping our fucking knees, and we're rolling on the floor. The last time I watched this movie was in theaters when it came out because when it was coming out I was like hey what can I lose apparently two hours is what I could lose everything your whole life when I walked in there was three people it was me and a couple by the time the film was over it was just me <laughs> it was at this this scene fucking made them walk out I have no idea I didn't hear them leave probably because I was just dumbfounded by what was happening I, I wish I could leave but I needed to watch the whole thing tonight well he, he's getting on up on top of Cynthia and then he's like ah oh, oh, ha, oh, hold on a second I gotta pee, I gotta pee and instead of just, like, going outside and, like, going next to a tree and coming right back, he, like, looks for a fucking Johnny on the spot. No, not even that. Okay, hold on. He's, first I thought that he didn't have a condom or something. She was like, wait, hold on, you don't have a condom. And he's like, nah, I gotta piss. And he stands up and he's like, hold on, I gotta piss real quick. And he's gonna piss right in the fucking tent. And he's like, oh, hold on, babe, I'm just gonna go outside and piss. And then he goes into a fucking porta potty This is where the our zombies finally show up, aren't they? Yeah, this is where the only character with any kind of reason is killed yes, off. Be, yes, because they, they, they go through the tent, and Cynthia is, like, lying there, and it's, like, all this fucking fart cuts and all that fucking, you know, all that shit that was big in the 2000s where it's, like, all that shaky cam, fast cut bullshit. Let the record be shown that when I said the only character with any sense left, I was not talking about Cynthia, the dumbest character in the movie. I was talking about uh, our, our boy uh, Clint Howard. <laughs> oh, is this where he dies? Yeah. As he just moves these boxes into the woods in the middle of the night. Why didn't they leave? That The whole thing was he was running from Casper because he was be doing a le illegal weapon trading or something. And now that he's on the island, you know, Clint Howard wants to leave. And he's like, wait, I found a spot on the island that we could store our shit. And then we'll, like, kind of hang low for a few days and then get out of here. By the way, Casper... Casper was following them. Boy, she's timely because she's nowhere to be fucking found. Until there's zombies. Yeah, uh, conveniently, until she until she has to pull out a gun. <sighs> or, I guess. <laughs> Kirk's standing on the fucking boat just, like, smoking a cigar, twiddling his thumbs, and he's got fucking Clint out there. Mind you, we didn't mention his name yet, and it's not going to matter because he's almost going to be dead anyway, but his name's Salish. Salish? Salish? Yeah. What the fuck is it? You're fucking Salish, dear sweetheart. He's immediately murdered by uh, Walt Disney's Haunted Mansion zombies. Because <laughs> that's how bad they look. Then Cynthia dies, is that correct? Yes. They surround her tent and go all oogie-boogie on her and start putting their, their shadows against the side and then start rattling it for spooky effects. Well, they're just giving her the humpity-bumpity. The fucking humpity-bumpity. Fuck, fuck this shit. <laughs> Is this where the other half of survivors meet the rest of the cast, with including uh, the the girl named Liberty with a fucking uh, American flag onesie with her boobs hanging out? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably one of the least offensive characters in the film. Granted, I'm I'm still pretty sure she was one of the ones with her boobs hanging out in the beginning. She is the only character who seems 
uh, I mean, you don't know anything about her, but she's almost immediately capable of uh, kicking ass and taking names and is very proficient in combat. I think she's a sleeper agent. I think all of these people are sleeper agents because they all know fucking karate and or they all know. Mar- yes. Right. They all know martial arts and how to use a fucking gun efficiently. And there were pop. We're fucking getting like bullseyes on these fucking zombies heads. And everybody's very confident with their weapons and in hand to hand with a fucking knife. So this is uh, they, they all they're, they all meet up at the campsite, I believe, and this is when Cynthia shows up as a zombie, and this is also where Casper in- is introduced, isn't it? Well, they introduce these three other characters, and the one guy immediately is murdered by Cynthia. Oh, that's right, the doofus with the uh, he broke my glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go when they first go in the mansion, uh, basically like these three new characters, Liberty, Rudy, and uh, Hugh, they uh, they kind of attack them. They think they're zombies, and then Alicia kind of like backhands Hugh and breaks his glasses. Uh, which doesn't matter because five minutes later he gets killed by Cynthia anyway. Oh, that's right. This is the exposition dump where they tell him, "Oh, these things attack the rave and blah 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 blah." Yeah, and he's like, he's like, he's like, "Haven't you ever seen a George Romero movie?" Duh. One of the girls is like, "What's that?" And he's like, "You know, Dawn of the De- Nine of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Maybe he'll make Twilight of the Dead one day." You know what? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> We're in the middle of a zombie situation, and you're talking about George Romero. Like, I, I, how dare you bring up the good movies in the middle of this bad one? Yeah, well, I'd rather be watching any of those. I'd even watch Land of the Dead or Island of the Dead. What is that? Island of the Dead, where they eat the fucking, they train the zombies to eat the fucking horses. That was a pile of shit. Speaking of a pile of shit, this is where they find Greg and the Portageon knocked over. He literally has Portageon shit chemical all over his body well while they're like inspecting his fucking underwear or whatever the hell they're doing Hugh just gets killed by cynthia immediately he breaks his neck what when did why i don't know but this is the first time we meet the first time that joe Lascola met casper because i did not see her in the other scenes and i'm like who the fuck is this woman so then shit happens, and then they, they, they're like, oh my god, we gotta get off this island. And they're like, okay, let's go back to the, let's go back to Captain Kirk's ship. And poor Jurgen's on the ship, and he's like, we have like five or six minutes of him just like shooting zombies. <laughs> he's like casually walking around this boat with a cigar. Just, this is, the movie just becomes several long... B-roll! It becomes B-roll cut together! It just becomes long boring, uneventful action sequences. I wouldn't call them uneventful, but they're unimportant. Overlong action sequences where you're just like, okay, I get it. Uh, Like, they get to the boat and, like, zombies just kind of storm in from behind trees. Well, they swim into the fucking boat. There's a lot of shots, especially the underwater ones with the bullets. I'm like, yeah, UV was just like, get the ones under the water because it's not, it's fun. That is the most puzzling shot in the movie. Like, it's just a slam cut to a zombie underwater getting hit with bullets. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> why Why is this here? So uh, Simon's like, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go jump on the ship and, and, and see and see if uh, Jurgen's on there. And they're like, no, don't go. And Greg audibly, okay, he audibly says, don't go in the war war. It's also implied that uh, Kirk isn't in the fucking boat anymore. No, he's on the fucking hill with, like, a machine gun. They just mysteriously cut to him with a fucking military-grade assault rifle with, like, a grenade launcher and a green laser dot on it. He's got, like, incendiary grenades and a fucking green laser coming. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Well, Simon's swimming forever, man. And then Liberty just, for some reason, I don't know when she got this weapon. She pulls a knife out. 
and maybe she had it from when they first met her, but she runs into the water and then she just immediately gets grabbed. <laughs> she goes, she goes, Simon! And this woman runs into the water with a knife. I, I don't know how, why does she care about this dude? I mean, I guess she's a human being. <laughs> Again, is she a sleeper agent? Is she, tr- she's trained in martial arts, I guess, or something, or like hand-to-hand combat? And then fucking Jurgen's on the ridge, and Greg's like, shoot the fucking zombies! And he's like, I'm trying to do that, you fucking idiot. And proceeds to miss a few more times before finally hitting one in the head, I believe. And then one, one, he gets bitten, right? He gets bit, yeah. And then fucking Liberty makes it out, and they all make it out onto the shore. And then they get on Jurgen's boat, and they get the fuck out of there, right? No, that's not what happens. No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you know what we do? You know what we do? We kick a fucking zombie in the stomach, and then get acid barf in my in their face. That's what happens. I can't with this fucking scene, or this movie, because this is so stupid. One, this thing sprays him all over the head and chest with this acid bit that all of a sudden zombies can do didn't know they were xenomorphs also uh apparently like alcohol is the universal medicine because jurgen gets bit on his kirk rather gets bit on his arm and fucking rudy's like oh here come here give me give me that liquor and he pours it on his fucking wound fine okay you want to disinfect it fine whatever it's a bite then he's then he's like pouring the alcohol on like a on like a rag and he's putting it on the guy's face that just got burnt with the acid spit I would fucking punch someone if they came at my burned face with an alcohol You rag. do not put that on an acid burn victim, okay? No, you don't put one chemical onto another chemical. What the fuck's wrong with you? No, no, and I'm surprised I didn't burn all the way through through his fucking brain. <laughs> it just sears his jaw off. So is this where uh, they they go discover that Captain Kirk is a, a weapon smuggler? Yeah, Cuban cigars and fucking airsoft guns. Um, so I guess they have this little powwow, and uh, Kirk shows them these weapons, and everyone f- literally locks and loads in a silly-ass montage where they're equipping grenades, they're pumping shotguns, they've got dual machine guns and desert eagles. Oh, yeah, and then meanwhile, this unimportant piece of information happens. Greg's killed. Oh, oh no, we have to talk about his death sequence because this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Everybody gets a, everybody gets a fucking video game cutscene death, where they're killed, and then to to you know remind us they are indeed dead. It cuts to a spinning camera shot of the character with a pained expression in their face, and the screen fades to red, as if the words "you died" are supposed to follow it. Casper goes to try to find help. Yeah, again, not taking the boat that's right there for some odd reason. She's like, ah, Greg, y- y- uh, come with me. And he's like, why me? She's like, are you injured? No. Can you walk? Yeah. She's like, then you're coming with me. You can shoot a gun. Here you go. So the zombies start chasing him and he immediately like fucking drops the gun and just runs and tries to hide like the fucking hob is trying to hide from the Nazgul. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put the ring on, Greg. Mushrooms. <laughs> And then he comically walks away and steps on a fucking stick. Yeah, the loudest stick in the history of uh, of any sound whatsoever. Because it, it, it sounds like a baseball bat breaking. Uh, and then he's immediately set upon and killed. But you don't see anything because this movie cuts away from most of the zombie kills. Uh, then, oh the backstory here here's the here's the lore dump oh this is where we got a lore dump about uh, uh uh what the hell was this guy's name 
I do not remember. He is a conquistador. Uh, he was exiled from Spain. And we get this fucking shitty, like, flashback sequence. So there's there's this captain on the ship, and there's this bad guy, and he's chained up. This captain is a fucking moron, by the way. Yeah, why would you walk up to a dangerous prisoner? He's like, ah, uh, come closer to me, captain. I want to see your face. I'm going to eat your fucking neck. But he just chokes him and kills him. But he's, But this bad guy is essentially like the Spanish Herbert West. And then he, like crashes on this island and like finalizes his serum or something he's like oh i got it to work i'm going to be invincible i'm going to live forever and they like try to hang him and he doesn't die he's like rasputin almost so we get our lore dump and now we go to the most exhausting overlong stupid insipid action sequence i have ever laid eyes on i was checking my watch you want to tell us about the music connor oh for fuck's sake okay there's this obnoxious rap rock song that's the lyrics are like I am fury buh, 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 house of the dead yes that's exactly yes that's exactly it and I'm like okay so we have a rap rock song that's literally about house of the this house of the dead movie and it's playing on what has to be a loop because this action sequence is 10 minutes long it goes from 48 minutes to 58 minutes I checked and it starts with the, the all the characters lined up like the they're the fucking expendables. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some important group of people and they just start unloading on every zombie. Like like they don't really even try to shoot them in the head. They're just like unloading because they have rocket launchers and shit. But for some reason, Liberty's still axe kicking them in the face. This sequence is like giving everybody in the band a solo. It is. It feels like an agonizingly long amount of time because... It doesn't, there's, nothing happens. They just stand there and are immediately, like we've said a thousand times, they're immediately deadly proficient with all these weapons I'm sure they've never handled before. Uh, they, they switch weapons in between shots and then go back to the original weapon a shot later. And there are so many spinning camera shots in this sequence alone. It's, it's fucking dizzying. We are getting, we are getting our money's worth with the high speed camera that rotates around our actors because goddamn. Yes. Like people are jumping. Like, what is that? The Alicia character. This is the, she jumps like 15 feet into the air. She fires a shotgun and we follow in slow motion. This buckshot spray break apart and hit a zombie who has somersaulted into the air for some reason? (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking zombie! He somersaults in with an axe and throws it at her, and the fucking shotgun shells just burst and go around the axe and hit him, and somehow the axe just misses her by, like, an inch. By the way, you can see the platform the guy jumps off of in the shot he jumps on. Right here. This is where I checked out of this fucking piece of shit. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. That's enough. That is enough. This has been 20 minutes of this fucking horse shit, and now we're doing this at the end. And no one's moving with any sense of urgency. Like, they're just walking. And these zombies just keep reappearing. Yeah, Liberty just keeps kicking them. Yeah, she's sta- she's standing still, doing martial arts to zombies in a little circle for something for some reason. She's, like, kicking them in the eye and, like, digging the heel into their fucking brain. Yeah, it keeps... The camera keeps spinning around her. The camera spins around Casper. The camera spins around Kurt. The camera spins around Rudy. And this just goes on and on. That's what I'm saying. Everybody gets everybody gets their solo. <laughs> The best one, though, is Kirk's when they do the fucking the, the, the spin around on him. He's got this fucking grenade launcher, and he just is like, 
he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger with the cigar and he just fires this fucking thing and it just blows a zombie up. It's like the only gory shot in the whole film. There are trampolines visible that people are jumping off of. There are wires you can see attached to zombies. Uh, like I said, there's platform scene where people can jump off of. There are continuity errors left and right. This is... Not only is it boring, it's so fucking sloppy and uh, 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 incompetent. <laughs> well, then you have this scene where Liberty finally like does one X kick too many and gets taken out by a bunch of zombies, and it fucking zooms in on Rudy and his fucking Sharagon awakens, and there another montage happens. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! She dies, and instead of running up to save her, Rudy stops, stands still, looks sad, and lowers his head. Meanwhile, Casper's getting, like, killed on the side. I just sat through 20 minutes of fucking garbage montage, and now I'm gonna have three minutes of it played back to me in fast motion. We just watched it. Like, it's only been 10 seconds since it happened. I mean, honestly... I make a Naruto joke, but that's what they would do in Naruto. They'd show you a scene, something crazy would happen, and then they'd have the flashback to that scene, so it's pretty on par. I, yeah, but that's not what we're doing here. This is a fucking House of the Dead movie. Um, and then they're they're at the, the steps of this fucking house for what feels like an hour, uh, just again, popping zombies off left and right. Liberty dies, nobody cares, and they're finally inside, are they not? Yeah, the only, the only other thing to note is Casper gets her fucking legs bitten off. Oh my god, then, yes. Uh, yeah, that's Rudy right. Rudy still pulls her through a window. And then, like, the two couples, uh, because it's implied earlier in the film that Rudy... Oh, that's right. Rudy and Alicia are exes. Yeah, and then now, like, apparently Karma had a fucking crush on Simon, and now that they all think they're gonna die, like... These two couples go off and do their thing. Meanwhile, Kirk's, like, laid out on a fucking table, like, trying not to die. Yeah, he's like, can I have a drink? And he's like, here you go. And he's like, I thought you were going to give me liquor, but okay, I'll drink the water. They find this laboratory, and they start looking around. This place hasn't been fucking dusted ever. No, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so this conquistador is still alive don't you want to clean up the joint just a little bit? I mean, you leave your fucking, you leave your la your laboratory in shambles? What the fuck's wrong with you? So, so they get there, and Rudy, like, finds a, a, a microscope, an old-ass microscope, P.S., and he looks through it, and he's like, oh, the blood cells. And who's, who's standing there with him? Sophia? I think it's Alicia. Sophia, I think, is the name of the character from the game. Oh, yeah, so, yes, yes, because I thought, because she's supposed to be Sophia, but she's Alicia, okay. Sophie! <laughs> Sophie! <laughs> Who is fucking uh, Rogan's wife, or fiancé. Anyway, Kaplui. Um, so, so he's standing there, and he's like, he's like, oh, it's blood. You see this blood? And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, look at it. Ah, it's, it's, uh, it's mutating. What's all this shit? And she's like, "Why you're getting pretty excited about this? Are you okay, Rudy?" And he just like wipes his forehead. He's like, "Oh, nothing. Uh, well, forget about that for now." I'm not a villain. <laughs> He's like, "It's fucking genius." Yeah, this is the only kind of foreshadowing that he may become a madman. Also, at this point in the movie, I still didn't know who's Genesis, so I was like, "How do you know you're looking at blood? How do you know you're looking at human blood? How do you know it's mutated?" Pure, it, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm like, "Okay, we find out that he's a Curian at the end, and I guess he's supposed to be the." Curian. But all the shit that's happened is basically what happens in the first House of the Dead. So he's not doing the experiments this fucking conquistador is. Yeah, he stole his work. Yeah, that's basically what this is. Anyway. So Kirk's laying in this fucking, on this table while everyone else is getting their fucking thing on. He hears whistling and he's like, oh, it's Salish. And he, and he, he fucking hobbles out of this 
this position. He's like barely can walk and he pulls the, the, the board off the door and he goes out there and it's Salish, but he's like a fucking zombie and he's like, oh, and he shoots him in the head, but he like misses. He shoots him in the head like the fucking dwarf gets shot in Dungeons and Dragons. It like skims the top of his fucking head so he doesn't die immediately. He gets shot like Brown Tom and he's like, oh, goblin shot me through my brain, my brain pan. And it was just the elderberry wine. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he fucking goes to shoot him. He doesn't die. And then he's like, he's like, oh, everybody get back inside. I'm a zombie now. So I'm going to like just dynamite and blow the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, just blows himself up. Causes massive damage to the front of the house. This is where you see the laboratory. And the laboratory sequence, they look at this like red fish tank or whatever. It's like this tank full of fucking fluid. Yeah, what the fuck? It looks like creatures from the abyss or like swamp thing. And this fucking like little monster swimming around in there. He's like, oh my God, don't touch it. And then he shoots the fucking glass out. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like it's contained. And it <laughs> it wakes up all the sleeping dead people in the room. And then. Simon runs up and slam dunks a fucking beaker into one's head. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, it's the blood, it's bringing them back. Then they start to try to escape, and there's like this little side room, in, like a, a room in between the lab and where the rest of the house is. Yep, we get into this little room, and there's like gunpowder, and he's like, oh, gunpowder, and he's like, and she's like, wait, we can use that, right? And he's like, no. Nah. So then Simon gets grabbed, and he's like, go on without me. And they leave, and he shoots the fucking, uh... A slow fucking motion bullet. Uh, oh my god, we're doing bullet time like crazy in this, because we follow every fucking bullet that's shot out of every fucking gun. Uh, this bullet hits the, um, gunpowder barrel, and it explodes. And they run outside. Well, it doesn't just explode. The whole fucking mansion goes up. They're going down this, this, uh, abandoned mine railroad track, and it's, uh, Karma, and Rudy, and... Not Sophia. What's her name? Alicia. Alicia. It's Sophia. Anyway, so they're walking down this track, and there's, like, one person in front that has bullets, and they're shooting all the zombies, and then he's like, ah, shit, I'm out. And all the while, we're cutting between the fucking video game and them shooting the zombies, and it's just like, god damn it, can we stop doing this? They use video game footage in place of showing zombies getting shot. Oh, yeah, because we ran out of budget at this point. That's why we're breaknecking through this shit. So Karma is, like, at the front of the line. She's got her two guns. Anyway, these fucking zombies come out of the walls and fucking kill her. And then Rudy and Alicia are saved by Greg, and he has, like, a fucking... He has a fucking Count of Monte Cristo cape on. He has a Count of Monte Cristo cape and a fucking rapier, and he fucking stabs this zombie, and he's like, come with me. With a, Shh, come yeah, with me. He's got a big old fucking, uh, like, Spanish sword. And he's like, come into my laboratory with me. To, like, your laboratory? Well, okay, Greg, if you say so. Yeah, and it's like, okay, obviously something's fucking not right. So basically, this conquistador, this guy that we've been talking about that has been able to reanimate himself for years and years has stolen Greg's face and put it on this really is fucking Naruto man it's freaking Orochimaru <laughs> <laughs> so Rudy's like strapped to this table uh, so Castillo walks up to Alicia and he's like I like your skin it's mine and and then Rudy like breaks free from the zombies even though they're like way stronger than he is he like throws acid in one of their faces and then they like break free they escape Castillo and his zombies and they drop a fucking grenade and they run outside and then it blows up and then fucking 
And then Castillo comes out with a fucking sword, and he and he sword fights Alicia. And it's she's the only character whose whose defensive background makes sense because earlier in the movie, in this that horrible narration, uh, Rudy's like, eh, they be like, she likes fencing. I don't know why. It makes her happy. Yeah, they like they cut the scene when all the other characters were talking about their gun training. She has a fucking full on Conan the Barbarian sword fight with this asshole. They're fucking clanging and banging, and Rudy has been uh, I don't know. He tripped and fell unconscious or something. He's just completely indisposed. And then the fucking villain just overpowers Alicia and just stabs her right between the boobs. Uh, and then Rudy gets up and cuts this fucking guy's head off with an axe. And the body attacks him. He's like fucking, uh, you know, again, this is like the end of Reanimator. Except there's no doctor what's-his-face going, Yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he starts choking him. He's like, West! David Gale was like, oh, where's my royalties? Alicia gets up and stabs this fucking thing. Well, she steps on it. Oh, she steps on his head. She steps on his head. It, it's the goriest shot in the movie. It's probably the most impressive gory shot in the movie because she steps in this dude's head and, like, his eyeball flies out and fucking red stuff everywhere. And he's like, well, you know, I was able to keep myself alive all these years, but I didn't say that my body didn't deprecate. Yeah, well, he's all stitched together. He looks like fucking Robert De Niro in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Castillo's dead, and Rudy's there with fucking Alicia's corpse, and then a fucking helicopter comes in, and it's G and Rogan from the fucking video game. And they're like, hey, what happened here? And he's like, ah, nothing. I'm going to take my dead wife with me. See ya. Oh, no, she's alive now because it's implied that he took her in the house and experimented on her. And she's just, like, hanging on to him. And she's like, I don't feel okay. He's like, shut up. Rudy Lee, Curian, he's revealed that he's Curian. And we're supposed to give a shit. Yeah, we're supposed to fucking care, but we don't. And it's like, okay, so now you're going to make the magician? I guess so. So he takes Alicia and goes to New York. And he's like, ah, I will see what I can do with my love, and we'll do experiments or something somewhere else. Yeah, surprise. Surprise, I'm a bad guy now. <laughs> uh, fuck this movie. That's it. No, fuck this movie. I hate this movie um, so much, and like I said, I hadn't rewatched it ever. This is the first time I've sat and watched through the whole thing. It is more. It is somehow way more appalling than I remember. You know, I, last time... I said this, it was about Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, you know what? I fucking hate this movie's detestable. I never want to watch it again. I would watch Dungeons and Dragons uh, on loop before you get me to watch this fucking movie again. I honestly think this is the worst thing we've watched so far, and it's not just because it's a bad movie. It's because I think through everything we watched, good or bad, there's a, there's a semblance of good intentions and sincerity. Because um, even well, Courtney Solomon was a director of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. He was a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons. This was a paycheck for Uva Bowl, and there's no sincerity, there's no soul, there's no substance. This movie is a disposable piece of shit. This is everything that defines the horror genre now. And I cannot stand it. The people that don't give a shit about horror, that love horror, if that makes sense, watch this movie and you're like, you know what, this is great. There's zombies and they're blowing up and it's awesome. And I'm like, you know what, this is the this is the stain on the fucking zombie genre, okay? Or on the horror genre as a whole. But you're talking about the people that are in the theater and are like making jokes in it and are like pissing off the people that are actually there to enjoy the film are going to like this movie. I'm saying this is the, these these are the kind of movies that are made and everybody doesn't take the horror genre seriously and they're like yeah it's supposed to be shit and it's like no it's not supposed to be shit right um, I can agree to that I mean there's there's a lot of those but this 
the reason this is just kind of floats above the top because it was based on a semi-popular video game, and Uva Bowl has become this name synonymous with low-quality shit. So as far as where this movie goes in the dumpster, for me, uh... Uh, this is this is way near the bottom. As I said, I would give I would give Uwe Boll his own dumpster because his his quality of his his recognizable subpar quality of filmmaking is like a brand of its own. Yeah, you know what? This will go in the landfill of Munich. This is where this goes. Okay, <laughs> and it can fucking stay there for the rest of eternity because I don't need it. I wouldn't give this the benefit of putting it in our fucking dumpster, so it goes in the Uva Bull dumpster, which is just, it's filled with nothing but his movies, because they're all trash anyway. I feel like he has a planet somewhere where he's like, I watch my movies all the day, all day, all day long. He probably watches them in the restaurant he owns in Vancouver. That's apparently not a bad place to go. It's probably awesome, because he doesn't actually run it. You think this guy masturbates to his own movies? Wow, I don't think I can answer that. Because I think so. Joe, I, I have to say, no movie we've watched so far has brought this level of fucking, uh, uh, resentment out of yourself. <laughs> I am I am completely appalled. I fucking hate this shit so much. Um, you know, I, the, the last couple movies, I feel like I keep like going deeper and deeper and deeper into this fucking dumpster. I I, I, th- I feel like I need to like hold myself back a little after seeing this film. It kind of puts everything else in perspective when you watch something that's truly this abysmal. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about burying movies under the dumpster. I've talked about launching movies into the fucking sun. I mean, this movie's not good enough for that. Um, I agree with the the, the Uwe Boll dumpster to his own. That's that, that's kind of an appealing place to put it. But for all fairness, uh, you know, it's in the dumpster. It's in the corner. Like a few other films I've said have been in the corner. But the difference here is it's like caked in diarrhea and used gum. So it's like a really hard, like used gum that was kind of came out of someone's ass as part of the diarrhea. Like it was in their system for 20 years and it all just came out at once. And it just landed on this movie in the dumpster. Because that's, you know, someone really had to go. They didn't have a port john like Greg to hide in. They just had to get that out of their system. And that's where this movie is. Someone dumped a really loaded baby diaper into this dumpster and landed conveniently on Uba Bowl's movie. I mean, that's as far as I can put it down without drilling a fucking hole into the dumpster and putting it next to Monster in the Closet and Drag- Dungeons and Dragons, which... I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this about these two films, but they are superior to something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'd rather watch both of those films over and over again be- before I watch this again. Uh, so this movie has no legacy. It left no footprint except for how terrible it is. Uh, and unfortunately, it took way too long for Uwe Boll to finally fucking pack it up and stop making movies. Uh, yeah, but it, it put a lot of money in Uva's pocket, and uh, that's it. That means it's an evil, horrible thing, and it should be destroyed. I don't want to talk about Uva Boll for a while. I know that he's going to come up again, but for now, we're going to put him to rest. So that's it. That's House of the Dead from 2003, directed by Uva Boll. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. It's blood. It's blood? Yeah, but it's not human, though. It's like it's, it's, like it's been mutated seen anything like it before. It's completely unnatural. It's fucking genius.